0: Welcome to the first episode of Contact Lost in the year 2022. Uh, This marks the beginning of Season 3 of of the show, where we talk, as usual, about competitive Warhammer 40k, both in Poland and abroad. Uh, I am Tweek, and with me, I have my best buddy, Joker. Hi, guys. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good thing. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, So, listen, this week... Uh, We had the intention of making a list of top 10 most desired mechanics in 40k. Uh, I had the intention of helping you to choose your new army with the new year. But, um, well, it didn't go too well. Uh, I created a survey with a list of mechanics and I asked some of the top players in Poland to rank them. And then I wanted to take that ranking and talk about it but unfortunately i was quickly brought down to earth by some of those players who told me that it makes no fucking sense and that it's uh, you know clickbaity bullshit and i shouldn't be doing that so uh, in exchange i invited two of those players to our podcast and they are going to talk with us about some mechanics that are worth that worth attention that when you for example choose a new army you should be aware of maybe uh, knowing how they work, how they combo, and so on will help you make your choice. So with that lengthy introduction out of the way, uh, I give you Pumba. Hello, everybody. And Duda. Hello. So, hi, guys. Thanks for joining us. So um, yeah, the the survey didn't really work that well. Uh, you told me that it doesn't really work that way, and we should change our approach. So here we are. Um, so Pumbaa, let's start with you. Uh, you know, over the span of our previous season, so season two, uh, we've learned. I've learned that you were an avid Space Marine player, and you know quite a lot about them. You've tested a lot of builds, lists, uh, chapters, and so on and so on. And yet now you play Thousand Sons. So. What has changed? I mean, have some mechanics in Space Marines stopped working? Have some mechanics in Thousand Suns, um, I don't know, impressed you more? What happened? That's a complex question,
1: but I'll try my best to answer um, as well as I can. Uh, I think the main problem is the actual power creep of new codexes coming out. When Space Marines were coming out uh, at the beginning of 9th edition they were considered a very competent and good uh, army, also very well placed in the meta they entered. But the fact of the matter was, even then comparatively um, many of the changes introduced in that codex were actually kind of nerfs from the absolute nightmare that used to be eighth edition uh, space marine codex along with its supplements that those nerves often times came from um taking uh away what space marines had in their toolkit um when we, I think I will oftentimes mention something like a toolkit, and mm-hmm. it's I think it's important for me to explain what this exactly that means to me. I think of a toolkit as a, a group of mechanics that army possesses, especially in combination with each other, and working to get there to achieve something.
0: Um,
1: I will give like to give you an example of that i think one of the most useful toolkits an army can have is um, charging after advancing along with charging after falling back i think those two mechanics uh, working together gives you uh, so much mobility especially talking about melee armies here that it's um, almost impossible for me to imagine an army a melee uh, combat focused army without them And some of these uh, new changes introduced in supplements, especially you can see it from the newer supplements like um, Space Wolves and Blood Angels, uh, had some of that toolkit taken away away from them. As uh, Blood Angels players, I especially lacked uh, advancing after charging, which many armies got in the game, but not Blood Angels, and also, uh, things like 3d6 charges from going out of uh, deep strike and reserves. Basically, yeah. your surprise factor and your uh, overall mobility on the table gets reduced significantly. So you are forced to play more static game compared to your options, uh, the options that you had previously.
0: Yeah, you needed a lot of build-up to actually
1: get what Exactly. You, you couldn't like um do many tricks, like especially the tables got smaller as well, so deep striking wasn't very valid. Uh, and now if you are go- were going to charge from reserves uh, without the 3d6 um, sure charge, you were pretty much expected or like, um, your best option was to actually play from the table, uh, which meant the games back there, back then uh, actually tended to be uh, slower Comparatively, I think, and more static and more uh, like position-based. Especially, we are talking uh, many combat armies, and I think combat meta dominated back in the beginning of ninth edition. Um, after many of the armies uh, came out, I think the toolkit that they got vastly outmatched what Space Marines possessed. Um, I don't really think that the biggest weakness of Space Marines right now is that uh, they lack so much in their toolkits. I think many different chapters have the options, like great mechanical options uh, and great stratagems and great uh, chapter tactics to use. But they usually are split between and across many different chapters. So no, no, no one chapter has really anything. Uh, like everything, sorry, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think many of the uh, many of the best armies in the game just possess such a incredible mechanical like advantage over them, and the st- this stacked along with the um, with the with the sheer cost of many units in their codexes, uh, just outmatched uh marines so hard that they just fell out of meta for me uh comparatively thousand suns are also an expensive army but they operate in in a different way they have more freedom of choosing what they can achieve during the game they were given uh teleportation on like you can basically teleport three units turn one or uh one each turn with cult of the duplicity which is a uh, Enormous strength an army can have, especially an army that relies heavily on slow infantry like the Terminators or Rubik-A. Um They basically work. Somewhat they are still an expensive army to field, like they don't really have um, many under, um, like undercosted, super great effective units. But they can manage their position and their tactical play better currently. I think uh, compared to normal space marines.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so <clears throat> I think we will come back to 2000 Suns at some point, but um, yeah, do that. Pretty much the same question. I remember since I first met you, I think you you've been playing uh, Eldari, different sorts of, but, but mainly like the the um, Conclave and so on and so on. And now it seems you've moved to Renegade Knights. So again, what happened to Eldari, and why Renegade Knights now.
2: So Eldari, you mean craft words. Yeah. It's just an old codex right now. And it happens, I guess, always in when the meta changes, when the addition changes, that some codexes at some point just are old enough that they don't get up to. Uh, and in this case, I started to feel that more and more with every new codex in this edition. So it was hard to play Eldari, the craft wars, at some point. And then the buff that gave the knights up five models on the objective came out. So I decided this is a good moment to just finally drop the craft wars, which I was maybe sticking too hard to them. But I'm like the player who don't Chase the meta very hard, but try to manage something out and out of army that I have, which is craftworks. But at some point, it really frustrated me that no matter how hard I try, at some points I just hit some armies that I could not possibly, you know, outplay, mm-hmm. just out of sheer the power of the codex, just out of the thing that they have the better l- rules, cheaper units newer codecs and that was enough so at some point the game was like I don't know you could barely place a potato against me not the player and the result would be the same Mm -hmm. so it was frustrating and I found that new knights just are are very powerful right now so and maybe at some point not so expensive army to get so I moved to
0: them Mm -hmm. okay so um, when you look at Eldari, just you know, at first glance, you have small, fairly vulnerable but very quick units. Uh, they cast spells and they have like a plethora of spells and so on. But they they also excel in close combat with some units. And then you chose Renegade Knights, who again, at first glance, operate in a completely different manner. So as a as a you know as a very experienced player, uh did you choose this army because you saw some similarities that I am unable to see right now, for example, or did you go for something completely different, different mechanics, different uh philosophy behind the army um, are those armies similar or are they different in how they play?
2: Mm, they are totally uh, totally different, so okay. it would be the second answer. I just went for something totally. Different,
0: mm-hmm.
2: maybe to learn something new. To I don't know to learn the new point of view of some gameplays of some mechanics. Uh, I think like this, and uh, there was few more factors. Like I like the models. Uh, there is there was not so much players in Poland because now there is a lot of them, but at the Seventy. point uh, yeah, but at, but at the point I moved uh, there was none, so. Uh, that, that That's a multi-factor thing, I guess. But yeah. right. uh, but in comparison to the craft worlds, it's a uh, very different army and different type of play.
1: Yeah, if I might add something, I think it's important uh, to uh, like amplify that me and Duda are um, also, when choosing armies, are thinking that about uh, what other players contending for spots in the national team are playing. So basically, you are looking for. If you are looking for a new army, you might uh, look at stuff like strength and what you like in the terms of playstyle. But also something that is not hard, like super uh, played by everyone in the community, because then you're just putting yourself um, against other players that are competing for your spot in the national team.
0: All right. Um, so again, we we'll probably come back to, to Renegade Knights and their uh, mechanics at some point. Uh, Joker, I have to ask you, because with you it, it was like a kaleidoscope of armies as well. Not as big as with me, but still. Thousand Suns, uh, Renegade Knights, Drukari, now Thousand Suns again. So we spoke about the other two, but Drukari, what was that romance? What, what drew you to Drukari? Why did you pick that army?
3: Well, <clears throat> it wasn't anything specific. Oh, actually, it was uh, a similar case of uh, what Duda said. So it was uh, multiple factors. To begin with, 1000 uh, Suns at the beginning of ninth were just abysmal. And uh, well, looking at GW data, uh, they had probably one of the lowest win ratios. And then, obviously, in our scene, you could pretty much not see them anywhere. Uh, so I did play a bit of Monster Mash Demons, uh, played a little bit of Knights as well uh, at the beginning of 9th, uh, so when they were easily outplayed in the missions. And I just wanted to try something new, you know, and uh, it was towards the end of 2020, and the Drukhari codex was just uh, announced uh, or more like previewed as the first Xeno codex uh, that's gonna come out so I thought all right let's let's get into that so I bought some kits and then received an obscenely powerful book by chance
0: so what was which part of the book was the obscenely overpowered one was there any sort of mechanic for example just to stick to the theme of the of the whole episode uh, that you liked in particular about them?
3: Yeah, I mean, definitely mechanic-wise, it's the advance and charge thing that you can get on your whole army. And uh, more importantly, you have units that you can utilize with this mechanic. So they are good in combat, fairly cheap, so you can trade well on objectives. And uh, that's pretty, probably the um, number one reason why they fare so good, or at least did. Until the balanced data slate, because obviously now the playstyle that most players go for has uh, drastically changed.
0: All right, um, Duda, um, you've probably had the opportunity to play against Jukari uh, a bunch of times. Was there any mechanic that you hated about them that you know probably you didn't like, or maybe they shouldn't even have? Yeah, the 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 existence. <laughs> their sheer existence. Yeah, many. I thought people, that's what you're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, many people probably would sign their names under that statement. But no, anything in particular, because um, I, I'm I'm g- going to be a little bit ahead of myself probably with that question. But it seems to me um, that what G.W. does now is they. It almost seems like every single book is supposed to be stronger than the previous one. Like but the mechanics in those books are supposed to be either similar or even better than in previous ones. So many armies now get an equivalent of transhuman, for example. Many armies now, including Drukari, reduce damage, um, and it feels like this happens at the cost of um, of the fluff or of of the the the, the army's, uh, aesthetics, even let's say, because Drukari was always supposed to be this glass cannon that hits very hard but also gets hit very hard. They weren't supposed to reduce damage, for example. Uh, That was the domain of, I don't know, Nurgle or uh, Plague Marines or something like that. Now it seems that those mechanics are mixed and they are part of every single army. So um, do you think that there is anything that the Jukari have now that probably they shouldn't have?
2: Mm, it's hard. I, I guess I disagree with you about the fluff okay. side of the rules because, for me, in case of Dracary, they all fit very well to what they do because the minus one to hit you, for example, mentioned, is limited only to the coven's, which are known for being tough guys, right?
0: True. I think I meant I more meant like damage reduction and so on, which which now is uh, you know a thing that that makes. Death cards stand out, I guess. Yeah, but so. it's still
2: the covens, so it it doesn't apply to any squishy units.
0: Okay, all right, but there are other mechanics that I think may. Yeah,
2: have... the drukari has all of the mechanics, I guess. Maybe not all, because we now know that some of the new tower units will ignore the invul saves, which drukari don't have, but they have. All variety of all nouns of all known to the moment me- mechanics, right? So mm-hmm. there are fight first, fight last, charging after advance, charging after combat, minus one two hits. Basically everything. <laughs> so I guess that's broken in this codex. There is no mechanic they don't get, I think, from the set of you know, some 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 known mechanics, right?
0: Yeah, agreed. Absolutely, because we
2: may say mm -hmm. that there is a set of mechanics we know in the game, and they are like distributed between the armies. You get minus one to damage and transhuman. You get minus one, and Druka and uh, Drukari somehow get all of them. And it would make maybe it would make a sense if it would be like three uh, sub factions that are played totally different. But there is no problem in this Codex. To fit all of the, those mechanics in one army, and you don't even lose the CP for that because you have the patrol rule, right? So that's the broken combination of of things. Because maybe even though the those uh, mechanics are some kind distributed be distributed between the sub factions of Drukari, you can still fit all of them in one army.
0: Mm.
1: Exactly. Okay. I,
0: I, which, for I example,
2: here. which yeah, which for example, as Pumba mentioned about Space Marines. If you want to have the advance in charge, you have to stake the white scars, and then you lose, for example, I don't know, the blood angels or whatever. And in case of Drukari, you can have it all in one army.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest problems, uh, the biggest problem in Drukhari right now is that they are actually three factions at one. And while um, most most factions would lose much of their power playing together they can just mix and match whatever they like to i think it's one of the problems that we've we've come through covens into the witch cults into the cabalites back to covens and still you can just cherry pick for example the best character from each of these different uh, spy like um, flavors of jukai right you can still bring your Absolute um, monster succubus into your covenant list, and there is no problem with that. I think it's fundamentally broken in this case. I think one of the, in in a sense, drukari have a unique mechanic, like completely unique mechanic, of ignoring detachment rules.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the in the game, that basically now starts to be that every faction must be clean, like you know, only one faction you can use because otherwise you lose some big trade and they don't lose it because they get it anyway so this is only faction that can mix in the game that everyone else cannot mix because they lose a lot
3: all right um yeah that's that that is true that is a good point on that because obviously you can mix covens with the damage reduction and then have ridiculous cheap units that just punch through um right guys so um Let's try and uh, go back to Tweak's initial idea, uh, if, pos- if it will be possible. So, um, are there any mechanics or like combos of those that you feel are a must in order for an army to be competitively viable? Um, obviously, asking that question in the vacuum might not make much sense, but let's try. Is there anything that just stands out and you feel is a must? Outside of advance in charge, what you mentioned already. Let's see. Um I think
1: the the big one as I've told you already is advancing in charge and fallback in charge. I think it's uh, the obvious combo. Uh and the rest is a very hard answer because the mechanics in the game basically rotate around. Um each time a new codex or an update comes out, a different army will come out on top, or uh, or not because Drukari exists. But uh, a different <laughs> a different meta will shape around uh, around those changes under Drukhari. <laughs> and <laughs> under Drukari. <laughs> um, and I, for that reason, some mechanics significant, uh, gain significant value or lose significant value. With each of these changes, I'm going to give you an example. For example, of one uh, minus one damage, or transhuman. I remember myself when Dark Angels came out. uh, Their combo of just brutal strength and durability, along with army-wide transhuman, was thought to be absolutely broken and uh, undefeatable, which clearly. Uh, was proven not to be the case because uh, that, uh, that build that abused those mechanics, the terminators, were painfully slow and actually died pretty good to real wounds which uh, many Drukhari units had. So that was uh, one mechanic basically completely invalidating the other. Your advance and charge along with rolling everything to wound made my transhuman uh, completely useless, along with some mortals to add to that. Um, for this reason, I don't think there is a, like, a clear-cut answer to this question. And it will be um, a difficult thing to like build your complete uh, understanding and uh, choose your army around. Because it will change dramatically with every py- pass of the meta. For now, I think the minus one damage uh, is the king and the feel no pains are the king. Um, especially now that we are seeing the new Tao made introduce ignoring invuln saves, I think feel no pains will still remain extremely relevant and minus one damage uh, will still prove to be useful against many weapons with damage too that are prevalent. But what will happen in a few weeks even, no one can tell.
0: Okay, what do you think about? Let's pick some of the of the mechanics that um, that you know I had in the form, uh, and and let's see if you know they have high or, or lower viability either in a combo or not. So let's yeah, say so may- maybe mm-hmm, yeah, one yeah, more on. thing about the question: that
2: sure. is there any mechanic that is must be? I guess not, because as we can see, there is mostly all of the armies except Rukari again don't have all of them and still are viable in meta so one army has those mechanic mechanics one army has those mechanics and it basically depends on the whole combination of the codex units and mechanics they can do because uh, for example some army can make heroic intervention which is cool but the other cannot and it doesn't make the army that cannot do the heroic intervention i don't know be worse or something right mm-hmm. right yeah it
3: comes down to if there are if you have units or ways to utilize those mechanics uh, exactly Exactly.
2: so that's a very very complex answer very complex question because it depends on the many many factors right
0: okay so i think what we've done here uh, i don't know if you agree with me but i think what we've done here what you've just said that it's a mixture of both mechanics or a composition of mechanics and units in the army that can utilize them well. I think what we've done here is we created the definition of what I included in my survey that you guys didn't like and you asked me what it was, which was the um, uh, the army that is in a healthy mechanical state or mechanically healthy army. I think this is exactly what a mechanically healthy army would be. So both has mechanics and units that can utilize them. So when I and asked and it's you, not named Drukari, <laughs> and it's not named Drukari, right, right. Let's let's just agree that this is um, uh, in a separate tier up, up, up there, and let's like, let's not, you know, uh, go back to Drukari because everyone knows already how we feel about it. But um, from the other available armies that we have, Pumba, I I asked you, for example, you know, which armies do you consider mechanically healthy? And I remember that you mentioned Sisters of Battle, for example. Yep. Um, Can you justify that choice somehow?
1: Um, I think sisters as an army, uh, although they are pretty cheap, they are in a pretty nice spot that they have their counters. And at the same time, they can build around many of their own stuff to beat other armies. And one of the reasons for that is that they have a lot of options to combo their units with um, stratagems and their chapter, um, not chapter tactics, but order. Order, the order. The order mechanics, yeah, convictions. Thank you very much. Uh, so, to give you an example for that, one of the most prevalent builds um, that was playing around was the combination of a Bloody Rose and an Urgent Shroud. You can make half of your army or a uh, big percentage of your army melee-based and give the unit, the melee units in your army a huge buff to their melee with the early conviction. And at the same time, you don't lose the incredible power that the Retributors, for example, have with Argent Shroud, making them uh, ignore moving and shooting weapons. Um, for example, They have Advanced and Charge, but now, compared to the old Codex, it's limited mainly to Repenters, for example. So you have to make a trade-off. They also operate on a different level um, or on a different basis because they have to be on the board, so you have to give the buff to them, not from a strategy. I think it's an army that can just utilize their their toolkit so well with combinations of their unit. I think it's one of the those armies that just don't get everything, but they have specific things and at the same time, their units are competent enough and good enough that they can make stuff work. I think one of the exceptions to that, to what I said, is the bodyguard rule. I think bodyguard rule is not healthy at all to the game as a whole. And I think the biggest abusers of it are the Sisters of Battle, especially with Morven Valves and Celestine and their incredible sacrosancts. So um, I think in overall they are in a great shape mechanically too except for bodyguard, which I actually hate. I think it's just a terrible mechanic to have in the game, or at least in the form that it currently exists in.
0: All right. Um, Some other answers that I got to that question was Thousand sounds that we've covered already, and Grey Knights uh, on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, Duda, would you agree that Grey Knights, according to the definition that we built, is a mechanically healthy army?
2: Oh, I cannot answer this uh, this question. I guess. I think Pomba would love to.
3: Would I? <laughs> He's a fan of Grey Knights. He loves them.
1: That well, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think that was my uh, answer that I would have I would have given that the Grey Knights are the best mechanically healthy army. Uh, I think they lack, for me especially. And then one of the reasons I don't find them this like incredibly good is that um, they have a limited choice of units that they can take. And I think the army falls apart as long as the, those two units, we are talking as Red Knights and Interceptors, fall out of the meta or get point uh, cost increases. And I think that's basically equals that the army is not in a mechanically healthy state. They also don't get the advance and charge that I was talking about as a, which I think is uh, crucial for the melee army to have. So I actually would not consider them uh, to be mechanically healthy myself.
0: All right. So yeah, as I said, a couple of people did provide the answers. I, I think I have yours uh, in front of me now, which said uh, sororitas, necrons and thousand suns. So, aren't Necrons mechanically healthy? Because, again, uh, many people abroad consider this army subpar. Uh, many people wouldn't take it to a tournament because it doesn't uh, like score greatly and so on. So, are they in a healthy state, do you think?
1: Are they mechanically healthy? Not at all. <laughs> you
2: don't because, think so? Yeah, we. I guess we mentioned it already, or maybe not here, that... If you remove the OPSEC from this army, its arm, this army is gone. All right. Just, just I, I, even, I, I'm gonna
1: be honest here. When I gave you the answers, I didn't even consider that there's other options in the codex than playing OPSEC tokens. <laughs> like I'm. Yeah, yeah, of course hard-coded. there is not. I'm hard coded <laughs> into just thinking of them as related, uh, the, like the ex- uh, expansions or whatever the the dynasty. The, the, the conquerors the, the is the other one, I think, yeah.
2: but not relevant. Like
1: holy shit, I didn't even consider you can take anything else,
2: <laughs> yeah, so if you remove it, this army is dead. so um, I would not say it's it's mechanically healthy because it exists only due to the all of you the units has the opsec.
3: So do that do you have any favorites that you'd consider mechanically healthy?
2: I would say space Marines because. They have access to mainly all of the mechanics, but they cannot utilize them all at once. So it's it's healthy that you have the access to all of them, but then you have choose have to choose which one of the mechanics you would like to use. And that thing, I think that that's cool, and it's very good army for someone who who wants to play in different styles and all like this.
0: Yeah, and it it does a good job of uh, allowing you to cherry pick some of those because not only you have the like individual chapters uh, with their traits, but you also have the successor chapters where you can mix and match uh, a little bit more. So it it seems like you know if Chukari underwent that treatment, probably uh, m- you know the the meta wouldn't be so dominated by them right now. But that 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 could be a wrong claim, but I'll stick to it. Um, yes. mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but you never, at least now, you can never do some broken combination with it. So it's fine because you have the access to all of them, but but you cannot combine them into something scary.
1: Something broken, yeah. I think so. I can agree here. I think uh, it's it, even, even then, I think uh, reaching a healthy state of uh, even mechanically healthy state is just um hard thing to identify. I think the mechanics are hard to uh discuss without the whole of the codex.
2: And, and even the then
1: whole of the game, whole of the metal state and uh the fact fi- what what would you consider a healthy state? Because from as we've discussed, of course, many armies that would have the best combination are trends really healthy for the game, right?
0: Unfortunately. So uh, coming back to my my previous question, which was, you know, uh, I I, I built a premise where I said that uh, in the past there used to be armies that um, sort of span around a, a specific mechanic. So like Eldari, all flavors of Eldari were supposed to be glass cannony and fast, for example. Um, the Death Guard, they were supposed to be resilient and just sit on the table and be like this immovable object. Um, do you think that GW should uh, make armies with mechanics that make them stand out like, I don't know, the Sisters of Battle and their miracle dice, for example? Should all armies have, have this sort of unique mechanic? Or should we be going that way that all armies sort of has, have uh, comparable mechanics like transhumans every, everywhere, in every army? And then at some point we would be nearing the state of chess where armies are just so similar that they are almost not different. Pumba, what do you think?
1: Hmm, that's another tough one um i think every army uh is deserving of a super mechanic i think one of the reasons why sisters are unique here because they have the miracle dice, which is we are to are completely uh um, unique to them and that's like their super thematic thing make just uh performing miracles right there on the tabletop which i think is a great thing both in like your the way you're thinking about your competitive game plan uh, and for the very, like, uh, integrating the fluff into the game as good as you can. Uh, And I think the game is lacking in this department very much now. I don't think there's... um, Like, new armies sometimes have it. A Thousand Suns got their Cabal points, which I love. I just love playing with them. I think they're super thematic as well. Uh, that you can just in uh, just play around in your magic phase as much as you want, basically um, bypassing some of the problems that magic uh, phase tends to have. But at the same time, many new codexes didn't get those, or at least not in the same manner. Uh, and this is why I think um, you can just... Uh, smash many armies together and say that they have a lot of similar mechanics. Is me- uh, like rerolling once is a mechanic that's prevalent and is found everywhere now, even in orcs. Now that even uh, orcs can reroll once to wound currently, which was um, something that many people thought that the orcs couldn't ever do, like reroll dice. Right? They have a lot of them, but they cannot reroll. They are not very. Uh, they are not meant to hit very well. Um, but if they introduced many more of these uh, like super mechanics to each army that are completely unique, I think their themes would be much more prevalent and wouldn't get lost in this like mechanic overload, overload that the uh, like Death Guard suffered from. I think um, Death Guard are a good example here because they were supposed to be the hardest army to kill, like a complete unmovable object. And they are just not. But I, I'm i not certain that uh, the mechanic bloat that every codex is getting is at fault here, or they are just uh, as a victim to the early codex syndrome, in which GW was scared to not make them completely unkillable at the time that you released. I think if they had something else going for them, except for the, the damage reduction across your army, Maybe it would be different.
0: Mm-hmm. And Duda, what what would make you go back to Eldari now? Um, obviously, a new codex. But in that codex, would you be happy with the mechanics that they used to have, just point adjustments, or uh, anything else? Uh,
2: there should be yeah. The so the main of the codex would be could be the same. I I still think the current codex is still viable, but the, the craft words went far, far uh, back in uh, comparison to the new codex in case of the stat lines, in case of the mechanics. But the, I don't know. I don't mean the mechanics like the, we're talking about, but the, the basic mechanics, like they still have the old three rules. So, for example, the guide don't get you to re-roll all the hit rolls but only the failed ones. So they are still suffering from minus one to hit when you cannot re-roll the dice you you know what I mean. Oh yeah. So I don't tell I totally don't get it. Why JW just don't give the some errata that would you know just adjust those rules to the new basic rules. Yeah so for all the armies. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's true. That's it's that's a very you. simple thing. It's like to give the errata and name that the guide now gives you the reroll all the hit rolls. That's it. So if they adjust the mechanics to be matching the mechanics, the rules from the new codex, codexes, and uh, repair some stat lines, because, for example, the Banshee has two attacks and the Witch has four attacks, which is very surprising for me. So if they do some adjustments and maybe some cut off in the points, the codex would be really, really great. And I think it would be easily competing for, I don't know, top five, top three armies. But we know GW it's not going to happen, but we know that the new codex is somewhere, somewhere on the horizon, so we hopefully get something new and some f- cool stuff there. And if the then if it would be go, if it goes the same way as the new codex as we know, it might be broken. But it's what can I say?
3: Yeah, we'll see. Only might be.
2: <laughs> Let's hope not. Okay, so. Uh... Guys, we've
3: spoken lots about mechanics and what's mechanically healthy. So which army would you say is the least demanding to learn? So uh, obviously, mechanics-wise has the lowest um, skill curve. Uh, Pumba, maybe your turn now. Mm -hmm. Give me a second here.
1: Because that is not an easy thing to answer. Yeah, we're known for uh, about. <laughs> None of these are.
3: <laughs> None of these are. It really
1: isn't a uh, uh, like a clear topic. Um If I would give an advice to a newer player to hop in and learn an army, um, there are a couple of choices here, uh, and one of them would iron. I not ironically, be Drukari because they have everything. And this is one of the things that you can just learn from. They are um, not very demanding currently. They uh, forgive a lot of mistakes. And at the same time, you can experience a lot of the game through them. So from this perspective, I think you can um, learn some of the stuff from playing them, by playing them. Uh, But at the same time, you won't get super good because then you are allowed to make many mistakes. So it's a double-edged sword, let's say.
0: But you also don't lock yourself in a single build
1: with that. That is true. There's a lot to choose from, Uh, a lot of units are viable in this codex. So I think from this perspective, I think it's still a pretty good choice. I think Grey Knights are a good idea as well. I think they have uh, a lot of strengths um, in their toolkit and their game plan is pretty straightforward which is kind of their weakness and as I said, I'm not a fan of recommending them because they are so reliant upon uh, not a good number of units and I think they might be uh, up for some trouble with future re, uh, future updates. Codex oh. nemesis dread knight, <laughs> pretty much right. So if they get uh, shredded, it might be a, a problem. Other than that, possibly um, chaos or imperial imperial knights, as you don't have like super hard um, time controlling a lot of units. It still requires some macro but not so, uh, not so much micro, and I have a lot of choices from their, um, uh, from their households, and the stratagem pool isn't too bad, actually. I still find them to be somewhat competitive in this regard.
3: Um, right. What about you, Duda? Any r- recommendations?
2: Uh, so orcs maybe? Uh, the you can just build an army that you just press the red button, and you can erase your opponent from the battlefield. And there is, if there are some builds that you don't don't need to think much, if you just you know fill up the buggies and just shoot. If that satisfies you. Yeah, but sure. Still, I think it's still a very complex question because in every army you could do some stupid builds and do some, you know, sneaky builds and maybe they're better or worse, but still you can utilize the mechanics or not.
3: Okay. Uh, So what about uh, the other end of the spectrum? Which army would you consider the most complex in this sense?
0: Hmm.
2: So I guess all the armies that uh, really relies upon the Uh, psychic powers like Thousand Suns or Craft Words where you really have to know which psychic power to put and when because if you mix, for example sometimes if you mix the combination of those or just choose the wrong unit mm, it it might sometimes just flip the game on for the other side for you
0: right yeah I I like what Fumba sorry if I I I may
3: Oh, yeah go on <laughs> so just to add to what do this is about psychic powers sometimes if you're open and also has the chance to deny any of them then you also need to uh take that into account in what yeah, order you and cast them.
2: and now more and more armies are like oh for up until power is denied or yeah, something yeah. like this Free so, deny pretty much yeah and when some when earlier you had the supremacy now a lot of armies can deny their crucial power and you're fucked.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. What I wanted to say or add is that I love the concept that Pumba mentioned, which is, uh, I don't know if intentionally or unintentionally, but of macro and micro. Because when I heard micro, uh, I in- immediately thought of like RTS games like Starcraft and so on, where you have to micromanage your units so that you know move back the units that are that, that that are damaged so that they don't die and they can still fight and so on and so on and this comes into play when you talk about psychers, where you have to carefully position them you have to cast the spells in the right order and so on and so on so it, it gets very the, the result of micromanagement in that it seems Pumba, is that what you wanted to say or did you mean something else yeah absolutely
1: i think um Uh, The macro and micro aspects of 40k are often, like, overlooked or uh, are not mentioned uh, nearly enough. I think the the game is still separated, as many RTS games are, into those two categories. Of course, they mingle, and they often, like, there's a clear uh, um, common part to them. But, yeah... um, Micro is just moving your units very precisely right? around. For example, psychers in the, your, your psychic phase is a great example of that, or especially in the fight phase, right? And the macro would be your game plan,
2: or just... Um... So put it the simplest way, the macro is that you know that you want to move this unit there, and the micro is that you position the models in certain places, like... So the last cannon sees the opponent... Tank and these two guys are in cover, and this two guy is within the range of the rerolls and like this. Yep.
3: Right. Uh, so, uh, Pumba, what about you? Any thing you consider most complex mechanics-wise, hardest to learn? I think I would agree uh, with Duda about uh,
1: about the psychic heavy armies, and I also would put harlequins there. Um, They have some things, um, they are an army that relies super heavily on their tricks, their mechanical tricks and their pool of stratagems, uh, especially, to win you the game, oftentimes by playing the mission, uh, because sometimes they just don't have enough uh, to actually force the opponent off the board, so... For that, you have to have incredible knowledge of what exactly you can do with the strategy gems and tools you're given. Uh, And I would consider that to be a great skill to pilot this army effectively, especially in the field that is just growing hostile to them every day more. So Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah, they're like a scalpel against the hammers that are all around us.
2: On the other point of view, the halakins are like the less your opponent know about them the biggest advantage you get yeah very much so yeah they are
0: quite obscure (laughs) what about um gsc do you think that especially you know we are on the brink of having a new codex do you think that this army is more on the demanding edge or you know you just blip jump out of the ground boom your opponent is erased that's it so I would say, like all
2: the like all of the combat armies, maybe except the Ducari, uh it's always more demanding than not demanding if mm. you play combat army because uh, the combat phase is the most, you know, complex, micro-heavy. Yeah, yeah, because the positioning and all the stuff is very important. The sliding with the consolidation and piling,s so you have to really consider what you do. And, you know, choose the sequencing sequencing of the fighting units correctly and like this. And in case of the GSC, it, there also came the part of the uh, coming to from the reserves. So this, this is also tough, you know, to do it properly because your opponent can screen and you have to know how to, you know, maneuver it out and all the stuff.
1: Yeah, they basically get two deployment phases as well because of their blip markers. So that basically gives you a lot of uh, possibilities and you have to uh, know exactly how to use it. Otherwise, you might just waste it. And in their current state, because of just the strength of the codex not being there, like the costs and the stats of the units, not uh, like filling your gaps, it might prove very much difficult to utilize the mechanics that you have super effectively. Or And if you don't, you're just lost. So yeah, I think I agree with Tweak you.
0: Yay. <laughs> right. So um if you were to name just one mechanic that you hate in the game right now and that you would gladly see it go away and never be used again, uh what would that be? Can I go first? Obviously. Uh,
3: whoever decided it was a good idea to put an ignore involt saves on a freaking (laughs) railgun with D3 plus 6 damage, adding three mortal wounds on top of that should be fired.
0: Yeah, that erases any Terminator,
3: right? (laughs) Uh, Screw Terminators, mate. It erases any big unit. Like, let's say, Magnus was pretty much competitively unviable, and now I'm going to forget which box he's in.
1: (laughs) I'm going to correct you there. It erases two Terminators.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah well, exactly. One dies from the shot, shot and the, from the, <laughs> and the other wound. dies
2: yeah. from the mortal wounds. Just yeah, but that's like, like the
3: least time. worry. <laughs> but Bellacol, mate, you've had your time. Knights. <laughs> Fuck you.
2: <laughs> okay, but you know, the, these are only the. what It's come from the Chrome to the future, right? Uh, so. Yeah. We don't know the points and uh, all of the Absolutely. rest. of course, so. it's it's ridiculous that's, in a vacuum. That's, yeah, that's stupid. What they what they show, but I guess we met, We could answer the question in the current state. Mm-hmm. And I think I, uh, the Pumbaa would agree with me because he already mentioned it that the bodyguard rule is really broken and it destroys the whole of the mechanics inside the game because. Uh, it's it's just stupid, right? <laughs> uh, probably, actually, you have to agree.
1: I do agree here, uh, and I but I don't think like the the concept is bad. I think it could work, but in this current yeah, 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 state, yeah. it's just broken.
2: Yeah. I I think the same because it's it's what 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 should it look like? It's it's the this unit gives the lookout a rule even if there is one model only, not three three models, yeah, and that's exactly. it. And it would be Good. Okay. Good anyway, but not broken because now you can have, I don't know, a set of characters in front of your army, and one guy behind the wall, and you cannot shoot the characters because the guy behind the wall covers them. And that this is so stupid. This is against the core book so so much. It's uh, so
1: one of the one of the reasons that. Uh... Uh, the lookouts are all completely changed from the 8th edition and they just invalidated it pretty much.
0: Yep. So, what was it like in 8th edition? I'm trying to think now and I can't remember. Uh,
1: you couldn't shoot a character if it wasn't the nearest at all.
0: And that was better. I'm pretty
1: sure. Nah, that was garbage. I think, right, I do- mean, it, it, it was a different meta So you could have the, like... Character. But there were also, like... Uh, What it spawned was Hero Hammer builds. Yeah. And they were super prevalent back then. Um, It also came from the fact that the characters were super killy and super obnoxious um, as well. Like, especially in combat in 8. I still remember you, my dear uh, Captain, Blood Angels Captain with a jump back and Tudor Hammer killing every night in the game. No problem. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, but maybe forget. And this basically brings it somewhat back, especially if characters like Celestine or Morven Val, who can even shoot like crazy, right? So, it basically, um, there is a reason that it was changed from 8th to 9th, and Bodyguard just makes it completely disappear. I think if Bodyguard just changed to, uh, this unit provides lookout serve for nearby characters, even if it has one model left, for example, right? If it's an infantry unit. Because uh, currently you need to have at least three models in your unit to just provide normal lookouts there. Otherwise you can just shoot the character of the board and uh, just making bodyguard move it to one model is enough would be completely fine. And I don't think it would be uh, too bad either. Uh, There are some, other. I think, uh, just fixing the keywords also. uh, Because the bodyguard is not a very... um, standardized rule across all, all of the collections that have it uh, some only provided to the ch- to your chapter keyword or the your dynastic keyword then the body the sisters one pretty much works on anything because why not and stuff like that so yeah I think just avoiding those huge holes that are abusable uh, would also work pretty good.
0: okay um- and maybe, well, I think that's that's going to be my last question. Uh, but I made an observation when I was preparing for this that GW seems to favor certain mechan- mechanics and uh, and to move away from some other mechanics for good. Um, an example of that would be Fight Twice, which in 8th edition, there was a plethora of units that had this, now it is almost completely gone or at least reserved to just a bunch of units, like a, a select group of one of them. Um, is this observation correct? And is it the right direction that GW is choosing? Or is it the complete misconception? Pumba, what do you think? I think um,
1: the strength of those Uh, those mechanics that are being removed, for example, shoot twice, fight twice, is just um, a result of the stats being raised. And I think many of the things that we are observing across the mechanics given to everything uh, is the result of just pure power creep of stats on units. I'm going to be honest here. I think with every new codex and release, we are seeing more stats put into the units themselves. And to combat this, you need to introduce mechanics that make the super gun that the one faction just got, mm-hmm. got completely invalidated by an invulner save or a minus one damage that our five plus fill no pain that someone just else just got. It just turned into a obscene uh, arms race, in my opinion. Which, like, um, I remember when the first uh, codexes of a ninth edition were brought uh, into the limelight, and the marines and the necrons and the, even the death guard seems just fair, just toned down from this incredible. Like, death guard used to have a gigantic mortal uh, spam list, or. You could fight twice with any Space Marine. Um, stuff like that, like that, um, were phased out, and we everybody expected this trend to continue. And I think some of the rules designers just broke this trend, and I am not sure why that happened, but it just came from the. I think now we are in the state that. New Codex is expected to have a rules bloat, as you would call it, because otherwise it is just gone compared to the ones that came out previously. Uh, I mean, Drukhari literally got the fight twice on their best combat units. (laughs) Just uh, at the same time as the Codex drop in the Cult of Straight Supplement. So, you're either removing it completely from the game, or you're just not doing that. And then the codexes that actually where um, the, the mechanics were removed from are suffering now because of that, and you are expected to have them. The new Railgun is the epitome of what's happening. It has all the damage. It needs to ignore say save, wound saves because everybody has them. Uh, it needs to make the mortal wounds because um, there's damage reduction everywhere. And if you need stuff removed, you need to have the most obnoxious just... Uh, Ability text that takes six lines to explain exactly how dead you are, because otherwise you're probably fine.
3: Yeah, it's true. I mean, uh, I think Transhuman is also a good example, because when it was introduced uh, with the uh, second 8th edition Space Marine Codex, you could just put it on any Space Marine unit, if I'm not wrong, uh, at least infantry ones, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, okay. And then they've toned it down, changed it to Primaris. Correct. Right. Then they've given it to almost any faction uh, or any supplement uh, or like spread it across. So you've had it Primaris in the base codex and then you've had Terminators in Dark Angels. And then uh, it's like, uh, okay, maybe we're giving it everywhere and that's not a good uh, thing. Let's do a toned down version like Drew Carey have uh, on one of the Coven Obsessions that it only applies to weapons of. S- or attacks of strength less than eight. Or maybe let's do the Black Templar one, where it's only ones and twos. And uh, after that, when it's reduced and not as effective and commonplace, enters the railgun. Let's just kill everyone, whatever.
1: And I'm sure we'll see something that makes the railgun completely obsolete. Enough? I
3: don't want to think about that even.
1: <laughs> that's going to be a thing.
3: Because as as, as soon as they've
1: started to increase the stats on the units, they had to react with other stat changes super quickly.
2: Yeah, and that's basically, that's the uh, ninth edition in, you know, in, let's say, I don't know, in appeal. Yeah. 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 That they gave everyone plus one to save. So that, then they gave every weapon minus one to do AP. So they gave everyone plus one to damage, and then they gave every weapon plus one to damage. To <laughs> so
0: the amount of wounds to two on on the majority of stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So everyone has plus one to wound. So every weapon is better damage, and so it's balancing itself. And in total, it in total basically it's like came to the same spot, like because for example, on innate edition. The heavy bolter killed the same amount of the space marines than right now, correct? Yeah. It's like an example, but that's what what I meant. That's what I mean. But, But... for example, the old codexes in this spot, when everyone has better wounds and better damage, and they are still the same, are falling falling apart very, very bad. Because they don't get the updates until they get the new codex, right? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: It's scary to think what's going to come next, uh, because yeah, I, yeah. I, feel, For, yeah.
2: I, I already see the rule that says that your invulnerable safe cannot be ignored or, or something
0: like this. Or strengthy weapons, which I feel is like, you know, history almost. Yeah, yeah. if style. you roll
2: six, just remove the model. From just the remove play. the model from the, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. That, but that will
2: come after the unignorable invulnerable safe. Yeah, yeah because that, the, the, mm-hmm. then will come the rule that ignores the unignorable. <laughs> and then, you know,
0: 10th edition. on 4-plus, the table, basically. Right. Uh, yeah, I think this is a good good, good place to, to finish discussing mechanics and, uh, and the mechanics bloat. Um, any final thoughts, guys? Um, any maybe pieces of advice that we have for people who want to start a new army right now? what or how would you guide them in that? Pumba, your last sentence.
1: Pick an army that you enjoy the combinations of stuff that they have. Um, if you're trying to pick up a new army, try to play some games with them, with some even least listed builds that you uh, even, you just proxy your models and play a couple of games with them against your friends that are fine with that, and just try to understand how they actually play on the tabletop, because just reading and how the mix of... uh, Basically, as I've started, I will finish, if their toolkit that they've got is actually working the way you thought it would. So basically, if you enjoy the style that they are operating, And if you do, just go for it, because the meta will change eventually, and you will never be on the very top of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Joker, same question to you. Uh, I
3: think Bomba's already answered it. I don't know if I have anything else to add, but yeah, uh, just check what which army matches the playstyle you prefer so that when you play the game, you actually enjoy it.
0: Yeah, so you can watch,
3: one. I don't know, any, any games. You can watch the TTS games on the Polish Discord. You'll definitely learn a lot there.
0: Or play yourself.
3: On or play yourself, yeah, try that. Or, yeah, just borrow some models, try proxying, and uh, give everything a go. See if it suits you, and if it does, then that's that's what
2: you want to go into.
0: Mm-hmm. Do that, any any final word?
2: Yeah, maybe to zoom up, because guys answered very well, but... If you lose to some army, and you understand why you lose, and then you like it, this means that you can try this army, because if you understand its mechanics, and you like them, it's it's cool.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting twist, interesting take. Okay, so um, I think we're about done uh, in here. So Pumba, uh, Duda, thanks a lot for joining us again and for providing us uh, with your insights. Uh, Joker, thanks for being a a fantastic partner on this one. And uh, to all our listeners, as always, remember to subscribe. Remember to like. Uh, I think Spotify has now an option to rate a podcast. So you would help us greatly if you ranked us there uh, because we still want to grow and to improve our uh, ranges. So if you can help us with that, uh, we will be grateful. And, yeah, to conclude this episode, thanks, everyone, and until next time. Bye-bye.
1: Bye, everybody.
2: Bye.
0: Bye Bye-bye.